Welcome to New Dentists on the Block, a podcast featuring new dentists sharing their experiences in the world of dentistry, successes, challenges, and life in between, navigating dentistry together one experience at a time. Today, we have something a little different, a seasoned dentist excited to share some wisdom with new dentists. Dr. McNeil is an oral and maxillofacial surgeon in private practice in Garland, Texas. He is an adjunct assistant professor at Texas A&M College of Dentistry. He currently serves on the Texas State Board of Dental Examiners and is an examiner with the American Board of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons. Following his MBA graduation, Dr. McNeil had the opportunity to be a senior executive fellow with the Harvard Kennedy School. He is a former president of the American Student Dental Association. He also hosts a podcast Between Two Teeth with Dr. Stephanie Ganter, whom we featured a few episodes back. Shout out to Between Two Teeth for sponsoring this episode. For fun, Dr. McNeil loves hockey, motorcycles, and adventure. Dr. McNeil and I had the chance to catch up at Voices of Dentistry, where we recorded this episode, live and in person. Let's check it out. Bob McNeil. Yes. Welcome to New Dentists on the Block. Oh, thank you. This so is, happy it's to have you here. As a new dentist, I am oh, yeah. very happy to be yeah, yeah. How, how many years uh, are you out? Uh, it's been touched 9.6. Very good, very yeah. good. Um, so Dr. McNeil is a oral surgeon who trained in Cincinnati. Is that right? Close. Cleveland. Oh, I thought you said Cincinnati. My bad. Yeah. Very good. So tell me a little bit about your practice setting. So I'm a oral maxillofacial surgeon in Dallas, practice with a periodontist. We have that YouTube channel between two teeth. Stephanie Go check Gannon. it out. Yeah, check it out. And uh, part of why I, you know, I love what you're doing with new dentists on the block. I've been teasing you a little bit about, you know, it's nice to have some non-new dentists just because I think I can learn a lot from you. Absolutely. I think you can learn For some sure. from me. But part of what I want to talk about is our ASDA experiences. You yeah. and I are both past presidents of the American Student Dental Association. I was 1998, 99, touch a time ago. I was uh, being born around then. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> wow. Not, not really, but just and about. Part of what I want to talk about is just our individual experiences that, you know, I was, I am so grateful for those experiences and the connections and the people that I had a chance to work with. Now I am on the regulatory side as a board member with the Texas State Board of Dental Examiners. That's been a different experience and coming from organized dentistry side of the equation to now being on the regulatory side of the equation. Um, it, it's nice to have both of those experiences. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What what were one of your big takeaways from your experiences with ASTA? So I just want to throw it back to when I uh, became president of ASTA. You were very kind to reach out to me. I don't I don't know. Did you just you found out that I became the president? Was that right? I did. I did. And, and, and for several years, I've always tried to reach out and just be a connection to say, hey. Yeah, that that was really great for me. Um, Why? I think it was nice when you, you were a fellow Texan, you're a previous past president as well. But I think that it was a very formative year for me in my leadership. And just to have that support, knowing that somebody was there and reached out to support me, I thought was excellent. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it was, it was really impactful for me, probably more than you'd probably know. 
Oh, that's really, that that warms my heart to hear. And I think there can always be such positives by reaching out and connecting to people. And sometimes it's as simple as that, of of just saying, hey, I've been in your spot. Right. I'm here for you. And I'm here for you. If you need anything, just reach out. Absolutely. And so, you know, I I had some challenges during my time in ASA. Overall, it was an exceptional experience. I made a lot of friends, a lot of memories. Uh, but I, I had some challenges. Like I said, it, it was tough for me as a leader. I think I could have been stronger at that point, but I don't think I had the tools in my toolbox um, to be stronger than I was. I, I, we had an excellent year, an excellent group, uh, but I feel like uh, uh, we could have done a little bit more. And, and I think that's always the way it goes. Right. And, and I certainly had my own challenges. I look back now and say, oh my gosh, you know, in my 20s, trying to help lead an organization, trying to figure out how to work with a board of trustees, right. how to work with with all types of leaders all across the country. Wow, I am so different now based on my collection of experiences. Right. Uh-huh. And, and I think that's where there's some value there, reaching out and, and helping someone else. But also, I find energy, you know, I'm on the YouTube channel Between right. Two Teeth and with Steph Ganner, and she's a newer dentist. Um, the interaction there really kind of helps out because you get to see and hear where other people are. And I know we've talked before you and I about mentoring up and mentoring down and just how important that is. Oh, it's super important. I think that um, it's important to get mentorship from all areas. And even if somebody is younger than you, that doesn't mean you can't learn from them. And of course, you can get valuable mentorship from somebody who is obviously older than you and somebody who will will tell you your truths. Are you clear and kind? I try to be. I try to be. I didn't ask if you try to be. Yeah, I try to to eat salads twice a day. Well, it helps. It It does. It does. But I try. I don't do it. Well. So I'll get back to the question. Are you clear and kind? Not always. And I try to be. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not either. I'm not either. We know that. <laughs> I, I'm often very clear and yeah. I'm working on the kind. And, and sometimes I, I'm not mindful of that emotional. I think that's what it is, is, is the it. mindfulness of the kindness. And sometimes, you know, our emotions can, can run high, especially in dentistry. Dentistry is tough. It is difficult. And I think that's one of the, uh, one of the great things about you having a venue like this with your podcast, New Dentist on the Block. New Dentist on the Block. And it, it gives a venue, it gives a chance for people to hear stories and say, oh my gosh, that person struggles with that. I do too. Right. And, and right. you don't feel so lonely. Certainly from a regulatory side of the equation, we see a lot of challenges that dentists and dental hygienists and dental assistants can have when they get isolated, substance abuse issues, mental health issues. Yeah. That's probably some of the more difficult things that we see on the regulatory side. And that's something I'm quite passionate about to just try to um, do what I can to, to help people connect and to feel as though they belong. And that's been one of the blessings with Between Two Teeth as a YouTube channel and podcast. To yeah, I know that, that you all have um, connected with quite a few people along the way and have made We have five subscribers, that, so yeah, I'm that's one, kind I'm of a one big of deal. You're one, <laughs> one <laughs> Steph's mom. <laughs> And then I've subscribed twice. That's, and that's Stephanie yeah. once. So you know, that sometimes, gets us to yeah, the five. That's right. You got, if you build it, they will come. That's right. And, and people will come. But going back to your leadership experiences, um, would you say that as it was a catalyst for that? Uh, 
Yes. And, and I think I've been very fortunate to have various different experiences moving along, but it was such an intense experience. Mm -hmm. And I think I look back now and see what ASDA does as far as the National Leadership Conference. It's huge. And, and I look at this, you know, we didn't have social media back in my day and <laughs> the internet was just kind of starting off. It's amazing. To, yes, yes, okay, I am not a Dial new dentist. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Encyclopedias. Yes. And I look and see what ASDA has become, and it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. The advocacy huge. Uh, is, is yeah. huge. You know, I know at the state board level, we've had representatives come and talk to us at the state board, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I, I'm so proud of, of yeah. how these leaders are. And, and you know, I don't think you should be an exceptional leader when you're 20 or 25 or 30 or 40 or 50. It's a continual evolution. When I did my MBA program, it was really cool to hear some of the professors and faculty say, you should be working on these things constantly. And, and you're going to continue to evolve as far as your communication skills, your leadership skills. Part of that unfortunately, it's going to come from failing right. and having yeah. big failures. You'll, you'll learn a whole lot from failure. It's a whole lot of lessons compressed in failing is good. Failing is good. Yeah. Failing is important. Are you afraid of failing? Oh, for sure. Come on. Oh, for sure. Why? Why? Why are you afraid of failure? Um, I think because of the emotional connection to it. Mm, why? Wait, what does that mean? Uh, just, you know, so I think that when you fail, though it is a stepping stone to learn and become, be better. I think that in the moment that failure can be very, very clear to you that there, maybe you're, you're not the best. So say like you fail in something in dentistry that can almost feel like that is reflective of all of your dentistry when maybe that's not true, but it could feel that way. So I think that the emotional connection to failure, at least for me can be a little extreme. I try to do everything I can to remove emotion as much as I possibly can. And sometimes that serves me really poorly. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, oftentimes, and I don't want to offend any oral surgeons out there, but there are many times, wow. uh, there are a lot wow. of oral surgeons who I think because of their experiences, especially in a hospital setting, who have had to remove that emotion piece yeah. from things. And I, I think it's more of a training thing than a, than a personality trait. Perhaps I, I've seen things go really wrong and oh, really bad. Oh yeah, and I bet. that helps, I guess, sort of balance certain things out. Where you're like, okay, this happened, but it it certainly could get worse. That's actually one of the toughest things about being on the state board is just you know yeah. how bad things can get, and so that's given me perhaps a different perspective on things. But also, just you know, I'm a big fan of looking at expectations versus reality and the further they get apart the the greater that delta between expectations and reality is almost setting yourself up for failure and that's tricky and i think certainly as you start off as a new dentist perhaps sometimes there is that larger delta mm -hmm. and, and life kind of teaches you unfortunately life <laughs> what, comes at you fast life comes at you fast oh yeah and being okay with that yeah and and being okay with with failure um i had to deal with just dealing with fear mm -hmm. on my side of the equation mm -hmm. I mean, and part of why frankly part of why i ride motorcycles and part of our italian motorcycle adventure that we did with yeah super cool 
parts of it were, why am I doing this? This, this kind of scares me a little bit. And, and being a little bit scared is is not a bad thing. I think to fully live, you don't want to take unnecessary risks. Um, but just feeling alive sometimes can be uh, something to do. What do you need to do? What do I need to do? What do you need to do? I need more rest. I, I think we'll I get need, more rest. I know. I think I, I think I need to scale back with some of my my projects and maybe a little bit with work as well too, so I can have more time for my projects. It is hard to find the time as I get older. Uh, you know, when I was your age, I wanted to do absolutely everything. Now I still kind of want to do absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. I haven't changed, changed a bit. I've learned nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but being mindful of your time, being around the people that you want to be right. around. Yeah. You know, I have been so lucky in life to be surrounded by some really amazing people. I've I've been fortunate to be around some people that I'm like, I need to kind of disassociate myself from them. Right. And figuring out when the juice is worth the squeeze on my favorite quote from you. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I think about that whenever I want to take on a new uh, adventure. I love that quote. Uh, I did that Harvard uh, public policy fellowship through Mm -hmm. the Harvard Kennedy School, and one of the Department of Defense folks that was in one of my small groups taught me that saying, and it just it, it changes how I look at what I'm doing moving forward. It really is pretty impactful. The other thing I like from SmileCon, I know you and I were at the yep. ADA annual session SmileCon. Join us at this year's. That's right. That's right. It's going to be awesome in uh, Orlando. Yes. Yeah. Orlando. I, was like, I knew it was uh-oh. in Florida where it's yes, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. But Brene Brown uh, was the keynote. Excellent. And, and she spoke about being clear yep. and being kind. That's right. And that too, you know, I love it because it's so simple. And it is so much easier to be effective if you can be both of those things. So it's given me some clarity. How how have you changed the way that you deliver your message mm. to those that you communicate with? Keeping that, that in mind with what Brene um, shared, being clear, kind, and concise. I think I've done a great job at being clear, but I think I struggle coming across as kind. Uh, and in part, it tangles into that emotion or lack of emotion. And, and oftentimes, you really have to meet people where they are and being mindful of how is my message going to come across. Unfortunately, as you move out of the new dentist phase and into you've been doing this for a long time, there's some disadvantages with that. You've seen this. You've been down that road before. And it's quite easy to say, Okay, this is what happened. We actually need this other thing to happen. Let's let's not have this happen again. Right. You know that's pretty clear. Right. Uh, but it may be misconstrued as not being real kind. Well, sometimes you need those truths. Sometimes the difficult conversations and the difficult truths are what you need to be better. You're not wrong, and this is where it gets into lyrics versus melody. The words, you know. Obviously, favorite quote number number two. Oh, there we go. With with the words, you can say things like "nice hair" or "nice hair." You know, it's perceived differently, and so I've gotten better at that. I've gotten better at sort of my nonverbal communication, and and, and also as I talk to see how the other person is Response. reacting. Yep. When we're in a patient room, when I'm in a patient room, 
I try to have it that every word I say, I'm looking at how they're reacting. Their entire body language. Usually the forehead will tell you various things if they're picking up what you're putting down, um, but also if they're not understanding things. And, and so constantly kind of looking at the person, assessing the situation and modifying things. I think coming up with a good melody can be very difficult. Mm -hmm. It really can. Mm -hmm. And it just takes practice and time and no one is perfect. I think, you know, for a new dentist coming out of school, finding that melody is tough because you don't get any of that training in, in dental school. Like you're, you're kind of just thrown into seeing patients. Yes. And we're so heavily focused in the technical right. aspects yes, of care. Yes. It, and you get into private practice and you start, oh my gosh, it's tough because you're it's not different. used to. Yeah, it's different. It's different. You're not used to the assistance. You're not used to the environment that you're in. And then you're trying to have appropriate, excellent communication with a patient while you've got all these other things going yeah. on. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts in a dental practice. Maybe part of that is just being patient with yourself and, and having a desire to continue to work on that. That's probably helpful. I, I think so. I think so. I think that if you're in a rut or you find yourself in a, in a tough place in dentistry, um, seeing, you know, what that issue is, trying to identify it and then trying to grow from there, but giving yourself the practice and the patience to grow from it. What advice would you have for non-new dentists, seasoned practitioners, uh, like for wise you. practitioners? Yes. What advice do you have for me? Uh, me me and mentorship people. more than anything else. I, I, I know you, you I know, you I know you do that? a lot, mentorship. but what for, does that mean? For, I don't know what that means. For those who, who don't mentor already, serving as a mentor to students, to new dentists is huge. Sharing your story, having a, an open door policy for those who want to learn more about what your specific career entails mm. within the realm of oral surgery and how your practice runs. I think it's huge. I don't think we have enough of that and involvement in organized dentistry. We're only as strong as we are as a unit together. And, you know, num numbers are power. That is good to hear. I've I've enjoyed. I know both of us are faculty members at are different dental. Yes, I'm a faculty member. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I am. Yeah. At uh, Yes. Oh, yeah. Part time. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit. Of this. But it's actually been fantastic. It's it's been a bit of a shock for me because dealing with students uh, is different now than yep. it was ten or fifteen years of ago. Uh, but I've enjoyed it. It's made me a better teacher. It's made me a better board member. In fact, when I'm working with students, I'll actually ask them to uh, pull up state board rules on things. And it's it's helped us. We've actually modified our state board website based on input oh. that I've received from the dental students. The website's not bad. It's okay. It's a government regulatory website. Of course, yeah. But finding the rules can be tricky. And so we actually modified and made things... Huh. Uh, easier for people to to find the information, and that's that was all because of the feedback that you the received. Feedback that I received from dental students. That's great. I think that's good that you're in a. In a yeah, if you can find yourself at a dental school, I would encourage you to do so. The amount of fun that it is, in my opinion, is huge, but the amount of impact that you can have is also huge. I am a product of those who taught me. I very much practice through their philosophies that were instilled totally, in me. Totally, we totally stand on the shoulders of those who oh, for sure. came before us. For sure. For yeah. Sure. Well, any any final thoughts? Uh, well, that I was going like to say, do you want to know what advice I would oh, have for you? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because I said, what, what should I do? Oh, yeah, I have no, no advice. No advice. <laughs>
<laughs> no, you, you know, obviously surrounding yourself with great people, um, not being fearful to ask, to ask for help, to say, I don't know how to do X, Y, Z. And uh, surrounding yourself with good people has always been a blessing to me and helped me move in directions that I never thought it would go. And maybe even going on an adventure where the universe is trying to take you. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is one of them. It in, is. in my opinion. It, what, yeah. What do you mean by doing a podcast? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So this has been something that I have sat with for for years, for years. Yes. And you know, I was going to launch last year. Yes. You and I spoke I know, about this. We did. Bob was pushing me to launch, <laughs> and I feel like there's never never a right time. And so I finally said, you know, January, January is going to be it. We, I had already recorded a few. Yeah. Um, and it's been fun. There's been some some traction. Not a lot. Um, thank you for what, <laughs> listening and watching it 10 times. <laughs> Everything starts small. Right. And great things can happen. You know, I like to push people, which is good and bad. Part of my why is to push myself and others to fully live, laugh, and love and just get out there. And make it happen. And no, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be a little bit messy. Yeah. But you never know what your message is, is how it's going to impact someone else. And I know we've had that on Between Two Teeth with our show. We've had several yep. people reach out and just say, you can't imagine how meaningful it was for me to hear this right. message. Because I need to hear it. I think that y'all just have this sense of authenticity. I think that that's just what makes you all real and makes between two teeth real. It's it's very organic. I mean, no. Steph is the brains of the uh, deal, obviously. Yeah, I, I'm just there for the figured. tech. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're there to take all the cool tech toys. In. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you uh, having the time to talk Thank to me. You I know so you uh, kind of forced me to do this, but that's I did. Right. Yes, I'm like I, I am going to be. I'm going to be on this new. Yeah. Well, I, I always enjoy uh, chatting with you, so I'm glad that we're able to share this message. You were, you were one of the nicest people I've ever met, and well, I, I love the way you get across a message, and there's always a special bond with ASDA leaders. I have a good melody. You have an exceptional melody. Thank you. I appreciate it. So thank you. Well, thank you, and cheers to everyone. Uh, tune into our, our future episodes, and we hope to see you then. Thank you for joining us on this episode of New Dentists on the Block. If you'd like to connect with Dr. McNeil, you can find him on Instagram at BobTDSMD. If you'd like to connect with Between Two Teeth, you can find them on Instagram B2Teeth. Shout out to Between Two Teeth for sponsoring this episode. If you'd like to connect with New Dentists on the Block, you can find us on New Dentists on the Block on Instagram. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at TSMaestas.dds. We'll catch you next time.